This is the Blended Creole Podcast, where we discuss two lives, Southern and Haitian roots. Join us as we talk about family, investing, and seeing the world. While learning about how we tackled blending our lives, from our finances and redefining our relationship with debt, to our Insta family. Welcome to the Blended Creole Podcast. I'm Jay. And I'm Liz. Welcome to the Blended Creole Podcast. I'm Liz. I'm Jay. And this is episode three of our podcast. <laughs> episode three, my. <laughs> Go ahead and say three. it. Episode it's three. Epi- episode take three, take four. four. <laughs> yes. I mean, as the, I guess, sound engineer here, let's just say. Engineer. The podcast engineer. Yes. Whatever you want to call Audio it. Audio engineer. Yeah. I've had some difficulties recording or it's saving the recording of this one. Thank you. Thank you oh for extending God. that grace we for need, me. We needed, to, we needed to do better. It's okay. Appreciate it. Maybe God didn't like what we said in the first three takes May, and maybe. decided we need to re-record it. The listeners it. will never know. We'll never know. Because you deleted it. <laughs> <laughs> a, I never saved them. So there was no deletion. So what else? We're moving on okay. to have success with this podcast. So here we go. So today's episode, we're going to talk about how we met. So we've titled this episode Computer Love because appropriately we met online. We met online. Yeah. The infamous um, Match.com. I know. This is not an ad, by the way. Not an ad at all for Match.com. But it worked for us. I mean, I don't even think, is Match even a thing? They're probably struggling compared to like Tinder and everything else out know. there. They're probably still doing it. They're probably still doing you pretty think good. So? There was other stuff out there when we started. Yeah, eHarmony and No, everything. like the Ratchet stuff, though. Was <laughs> there? What was Ratchet? The ratchet oh, stuff? Jay, what was the Ratchet <laughs> is stuff? Is this how we go start? <laughs> yeah, what was the Ratchet Listen, stuff? This, <laughs> Yo, the you fourth time recording this. The <laughs> smile on his face. I mean, oh as if the memories gosh. are lighting. No. What were you up? Were you, you know, on the Ratchet one? I'm laughing. The smile one? is it. Anyway, Ooh. yes, we met on Match.com. <laughs> <laughs> we met on Match.com. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. So even, <laughs> anyway, so yes, we met right, back Even in, though even it's the fourth time recording this, you still yeah, find out. Yeah, finding out some new shit. <laughs> Whatever. Here we you. go. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you was afraid that people would see you. <laughs> That's not true. Yo, you, you, boy. <laughs> All right, so let's just go ahead into this episode and kick things off. So yes, we met on Match.com. You happy? You real happy somebody had deleted three of these podcasts. <laughs> Podcast. I was not that. happy a minute ago. Jay will tell you I was in my little feelings mm. not too long ago, but we won't go there. So we met in 2014 on Match.com. Um, and at the time, I'll let Jay kind of kick it off. Why were you online, Jay? Um, <clears throat> I was online simply because uh, I was new to the area. I was in D.C. for about a year at that at that time frame, um, six months to a year. I'm getting well adjusted to my career my my job um and was having was finding it difficult to find time to even go out and meet and meet anybody i was meeting people but not at the frequency that i wanted honestly um so i decided to join online and i had my reservations initially but why as you joked earlier (laughs) (laughs) there was i guess there was some preconceived notions that came with um that i thought came with being on with dating online um, unbeknownst to me that everybody was essentially doing it at that time. Um, maybe those yeah, those preconceived notions came earlier when online dating started. Yeah, but probably like the creepy weirdos when it was like Craigslist yeah, classified didn't want situation. To be, didn't want to be classified as one of those creepy Looking weirdos. Looking for someone with sexy feet. 
clearly you've been on that. <laughs> I, I've never come into that. Well, I've, I've never, never come into that no, headline. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> that's what you have. You seen that? <laughs> no, clearly you have. No, no, no. If you could see her I face right now, she's clearly lying. She's I'm seen. not lying because I, somebody showed her. Somebody asked her, showed them her feet. That's that's what that was. No one. Asked you like to feet see my too. Feet. <laughs> you like feet <laughs> too. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> This guy, no, because I told you about like my, you know, you were afraid of running into someone that you met online, Mm -hmm. and that's when we talked about the fact that like, oh my gosh, this actually happened when I guess Black People Meet Mm -hmm. dot com was was a thing, BPM was a thing back in college, and I can remember that was back in college. Well, at least for me, when I was on it, it was in college, and it was very short lived because I got scared off of it because. Some creepy guy sent, um, like, basically dick pictures. Mm. Um, And then I came up on one of my Christmas breaks, and I saw the dude in Target. He didn't recognize me, but (laughs) I recognized him. I can remember it vividly, seeing him in Target. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is the creepy dude who sent some, like off the wall dick pics and this was That's not crazy. this wasn't the business That's crazy. I tried to find my mom and run out of Target mm. ASAP but yeah. yes no I mean that was your fear is that I mean not that you were going to send or that no, you did and never, then someone no, would never. <laughs> no, I was never I was never that crazy I still I still hold some type of government clearance so there's certain things I, I would never do but no I mean that, that those misconceptions came with that initially um Again, in by 2014, I started u- utilizing online dating. Um, I thought, well, I'll be honest, I was on a pike on two apps. Um, and then, you know, hey, I sent you a message and you, re- or did you say, yeah, I sent you a message and you replied back? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. There we go. Mm-hmm. So, well, me, so you've been online dating since college? No, not online dating. You just said you were. I said that the first time I had gone online, like I think Black People Meet was just a way to meet just other other people, and like people had, I don't even really remember every because I don't think it was primarily like a dating site. I think it was just like oh, just meet different. Yeah, that could have been. And I think I don't I don't remember, but I know that scared me off of it, and then Mm. I never like I was. What made you get back on it? Um. Convenience. Okay. Definitely. I think, especially in D.C., I felt like online dating was a good way to kind of weed out the nonsense Mm -hmm. of, you know, it's pretty clear, I think, sometimes what people's intentions are when you're online dating. So if someone's all about trying to get some booty, like, that comes out within, like, the first two emails. Did you just say booty? I mean... What? I, mean, I understand. Go ahead. Anyway, <laughs> basically, you know, it's it comes out so like either their emails are super vague, hey, what's up? And then you're trying to, you know, have some sort of real conversation and it's very it's very vague or whatever. And so you know, okay, well, there's no connection, so then why waste my time and go out? Mm-hmm. Especially after I had C, like I did not want to waste my time I'm sure going out on dates with people that just were not on any sort of same page mm-hmm. or weren't looking for the same thing. But I actually take that back. You know, the first time, I wouldn't even say online dated, but like way way back in the day, I had a pen pal like 
Florida is different, though, right? Isn't it? Yeah, like elementary, not elementary school, not elementary you school. You was throwing it back in elementary <laughs> no, school. No, 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 no. I'm taking it. Can you give me a minute to <laughs> recall my thoughts? No, when we had first moved to Virginia, so mm. probably like eighth grade, I had a little pen pal in Denmark, and he used to send like letters and all this other stuff. But that's when you're like you're young and you can crush on people. Yeah, that's so not like anything. a little online crush thing. And I remember being in like a chat room talking to somebody. I know, really? I know. How old were you doing that? I just said like eighth grade, like on the family computer. Wow. Chatting with someone and then the box came from Denmark and my parents like, what is this stuff? Mm, (laughs) Don't send you this (laughs) stuff. Don't be giving out our address to some stranger. I think the whole online dating thing became popular. Well, I I noticed it becoming popular with probably junior, senior in college with Facebook. When Facebook was strictly for college kids. Ah, yeah. I I think that's when... um, I think that's when I noticed like people would make connections from, and they didn't necessarily need to be intimate connections. Yeah, they were I, just, it wasn't online dating. Probably like you said, with black people meet, it probably was just people connecting just with people. Like, yeah. oh, you like to Similar do this? Interest. I like to do yeah, this. Yeah, so it was one of those things. But it kind of just snowballed, I guess. Evolved. I, mean, I never, well, means, I never had to do it while I was working in New York City. So yeah, um, I was living in Jersey, working in New York City. Um, I was in a relationship also, but it, it was just ample time to go to out. Do and, it. I think I think that was a necessity. Do you? Yeah, I don't think you can. I I'd oh. be hard pressed to see anybody going just going out. out to a. I think people still like probably do social things and make connections that way. I think it's just a lot different the dating when you think about how people used to meet people before online dating existed. Mm-hmm. It was pretty much what like people you went to college with, a friend introducing you to someone. But now I think we almost to a certain extent. In some areas, people can live in such a recluse life behind that's, their phones. And that's what I mean. Like, it's people aren't really having conversations like that anymore. Even yeah. if you go to a bar, right? You go to a bar now. People's on the phone. Um, people on the phone. Like, it's not really. <laughs> and and starting a, starting a conversation makes the other person, can make the other person awkward. So, it's just harder to do. Not necessarily that it's not happening. I'm sure it is. But um, I see it happening more in bigger cities. I just came from the, the Midwest area. And it's like. Oh yeah, what do yeah, you it's do not, out there? There's nothing to do out there, and it's not really anywhere to go. True. So meeting somebody, it was is nothing gonna, so, out there. Yeah. So mm. it's a you see and you see that right with people. Yeah. That are out there. So I that mean, makes sense. I think it would just be a little more difficult. So you think that what we like to call is like the insta world that we live in has significantly impacted dating? Yeah, and I think it's it's impacted our, our just our social skills. Um, I think it's hard for individuals to have. Not an individual our age, maybe younger. Hard for them to have a conversation. I remember what we were at. Uh, I think it was like a high school graduation uh, for one of my nieces, and I, those type of parties I remember, like guys were always trying to talk to the, the cutest girl. No one's trying to talk to anybody. Man, it was scary. I'm and I'm sitting there with my my brothers and the older the older fellas there that are already married and in relationships <laughs> and stuff like that and. You know, you see the other younger kids. You you thinking they they would go over there and approach the women, the younger girls that are over there, and it's like no, nope. everybody's just on the phone, and they can be having a conversation while each other are at the same party, and it's they're talking it's to super, each other. It's, talk, yeah, it's, it's weird. I it's mean, different. I think right now though, like because everything is instant, right? This is part of one of the reasons why I think we have such a strong connection because you know now 
when you meet someone on these apps, Mm -hmm. it's real quick to swipe left and right or to say, oh, gosh, you know, he did something a little bit funny and let me move on to the next person because there's someone better until you wake up and realize like, A, you're not perfect, but B, the person you're looking to connect with and spend your life with is not going to be perfect. So all those imperfections where you're trying to find like this perfect package, it doesn't really exist that I think sometimes, you know, people don't give relationships the appropriate amount of time to really get to know someone because you can so quickly just go back on an app to figure out, you know, try to find the next perfect person. Um, especially when everything, I think, online can be very, uh, I don't even know how you would want to describe it, but misleading that yeah, everything looks put together. It's easy to put on a facade initially. And right. You, and you can fake anything for a good, a good month, post. Two, <laughs> two months, <laughs> a nice picture or, you know, yeah. say 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 the right thing, um, know how to word a paragraph or a word of description. Um, yeah, you can ease, you can get by, for, for, but but for so long. I mean, but after a couple of months or three months, the real the real personality is gonna come out, and that's if you even give that person two or three months, right? Right, I mean, that it, chance it could just be one date, two dates, and you keep it moving. Uh, I think one thing that was not necessarily scary about online dating, but you know, you had to really take a pause is the is the frequency, and you can just get wrapped up in it, right? And you, we've seen stuff like the social network on. Um, I think it's on Netflix or something like that. Is it called the social? Not the social network. The mm. show where they talk about how social media is, is just becoming addictive, right? Oh, and, yeah. You know, you can get wrapped up. I forgot what the name of it All is. the likes and yeah. wanting to go after the you likes, can get the impact up. of that. You can and... definitely get wrapped up on that, on those um, dating sites. But, yeah, that instant gratification is definitely um, affecting. Thank, thank God. I'll just say this. Thank God I'm not in a dating world. Yeah. I mean, anymore. super thankful for that. But I would say for us that what happened was um, I was out of town for work. Um, so we could not meet immediately, which I will say I'm probably really thankful for because, I mean, we have really good physical chemistry and that I think sometimes people get wrapped up in their um that infatuation and physical chemistry Mm -hmm. that you totally forget and you get blindsided with really connecting with getting to know that person more um and i think for jay and i because we spent so much time um having to talk having to get beyond the superficial um you know hi hello i mean there were long emails back and forth i always felt intrigued to want to learn more hear more from him that, you know, sometimes you miss that um, if you instantly are just like, oh, my gosh, this person's so cute and you can't wait to spend time with them. And you're not having conversations beyond kind of superficial. Hey, how was your day? It was great. OK, when's our next date? Keep it moving. You know, you want to connect beyond that. And I think sometimes people don't get to that point because you're so caught up in the dating aspect of it or any physical aspect of it. Um Depending yeah. on, and because you know we we couldn't see each other, right? Yeah, it was like you know you just want to get to know more. Your the conversations are, are more thoughtful. Um, they're not just a one word uh, one word responses. Um, you're really trying to get to know somebody because there is no real rush to to meet up or go on a date or set something up just because it 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 won't it can't happen. Right, 
And the connection was really good, but despite us having a great connection, it didn't work out the first time that we met. So I think, especially as females, like definitely the fairy tale nonsense of like you meet your prince charming and everything's perfect. I think sometimes you can get hung up in that aspect of it. So I definitely would, like when we first met, felt like Jay was my person. But hindsight's twenty twenty. I was not ready to be in the relationship and be the woman I am today at that point in time that I had to grow by myself and Jay also needed space um, to grow as yeah, well. I, I was definitely not ready for uh, the the type of commitment that you were looking for. I don't even know if you were looking for that type of commitment. But I think once I realized I felt like you were my person, I was like, okay, we can try to make this work because I do feel like, I didn't feel like, you know, there was anyone else at that point because we just seemed to click every, like we didn't really argue. And even now, you know, arguing some more conversations of like, yo, you're working my nerves or I can't talk to you right now, but it's never kind of super feisty, crazy, you know, probably one of the first people I've dealt with that I'm willing to take some time to actually think before I speak because I have a lot of respect for you mm -hmm. and that I don't want to just blurt out the first thing that's on my mind because a typically that's probably not the smartest um and probably probably doesn't clash <laughs> with the type of person that I am either that probably wouldn't go <laughs> too well um and vice versa I mean that's I mean you have a, a uh, what is it a fiery streak to you as well so you just can't blurt out and say and say anything you want but it, it, then again like if you're in a relationship that you I feel like if you're in a relationship that you got it, then you have to do that. Then you know it's probably not to you. Get, you you would want to respect the person that you that you're having a conversation with or that you love instead of you know just saying the first vile thing that that you want to that, that you want and to it's come there. Out. I mean, I think we both talk about it that like, oh my gosh, I would love to like probably fuss you out, but a it's not going to go anywhere. I think that's one of the nice things that I think we realize too with the distance is. You're more selective in what you want to fight over because kind of the petty arguments that may arise and come up because we don't get that much time together and didn't have that much time together. You know, if we're going to argue, it's going to be about, and we've had those arguments, it's about something serious where there's been a serious misunderstanding between the two of us that, you know, sometimes we agree to disagree um, on some of our arguments. And sometimes, you know, it's a moment of one of us reflecting and realizing like, oh, yo. I messed up so let me try to make sure moving forward you know i'm in a better place um so what happened in 2017 i think our story is different uh, <laughs> what happened in 2017 that made us reconnect <sighs> go ahead let it out here let, we let go. the lie out let the lie out there ain't no lies here <laughs> the the you know the story is not really that different i think jay just does not you gonna tell me what I do? Go ahead. I am no, gonna go tell you go what you. I think in Jay's mind, he feels like yes. Let's just go ahead and let's just go ahead and just go, ahead go and with this. So basically, after moving back um, from living overseas, uh, you know, I went out to eat with um, one of my close family friends. She's like an aunt, um, and you know, she's asking, "Oh, how's your love life? How's things going?" And she brings up Jay, and I'm just like, yeah, whatever. You know, this dude's been reaching out to me while I've been overseas. Go ahead, continue the story. Okay, I'm just making sure, looking at your face. Oh, um, 
<laughs> why I tell this story. But anyways, what does it matter that I reach out to him? I'm getting ready to go back overseas. So it's just like a waste of time, you know. And she's just like, well, you know, people change. Time changes people. If he's still in your mind, you should reach out to him. So needless to say, with that bit of convincing, after receiving an email from Jay, instead of sending him the short you know, blunt reply that I normally had sent him through the time that we were apart, I decided to send a thoughtful email just saying, yo, throughout my time, you were on my mind, you know, what have you been up to? Basically, what's up? And Hey, big head. That was, that was your big, hey, big head. Was it? <laughs> that was your hey, big head. It's okay. I don't, was it? Was it really? <laughs> no. Anyways. <laughs> That's that's a term of endearment. Hey, big head. I know. But anyways, uh, I I sent the email and was just like, yo, I'm I'm back in town, you know, and you know, a nice, I guess, a nice email that clearly caught his attention because he replied and set up a date shortly yeah, after. And again, uh, from 2014 to 2017 was a, um, you just grow up a lot, right? You that's from me from my. <clears throat> late twenties, early going into early thirties, and things are different. Times are different. You you go through you go through things, and you realize, all right, there's it's time for the next step, and you become more focused. Um, things start things start to line up with your career, with other aspects of your life, and you want to make sure that you. Well, I wanted to make sure that my love life was was lining up the same way. So, <clears throat> I think when you when when I received the email after other attempts. <laughs> once I received this space the, is ridiculous. Once I received the email, yeah, I just was you know I was I was happy I was happy to receive it. I, I had no expectations with it either. Um, no, I didn't either because I didn't know what. Yeah, I to hadn't expect. seen each other in what three years. Yeah, um, didn't know what to expect. Didn't know what was you know neither of us knew what was going on in each other's lives. So you know it was a simple. Yo, go out I, and get a drink, get, a, get some, eat something, watch a movie, and, and hang out and see. Just see where, catch up. Yeah. See what happens. So I will say basically it was another great date. It felt like there had been no time apart, which I think probably was a huge indicator for both of us that like, okay, our connection is is really strong. We haven't really spoken to each other in like years plus and here it is. We're going out and it feels like, yo, I just he just put me on the plane for my first overseas assignment, one of my first overseas assignments. And, um, but I think like for Jay saying, hey, you know, that time apart, you know, when I took my overseas assignment, it was after dating in DC hadn't worked out. And I was like, yo, why am I putting my life on pause for love? That I had every intention of going overseas to focus on myself and see and, that's what I did, and I feel like I came back stronger um, because when Jay and I first met, I really did not feel like um, I deserved his love. And I think that's just the stigma of feeling like, okay, I'm a single mom, I have um, a child, and you know, here's this guy who's single, no kids, you know, basically no burdens or baggage. And like, why would he want to, you know, settle down with me when, you know, he's just moved to D.C. And there's probably so many single chicks out there with like less baggage than I have um, failing to realize, like, I didn't have any baggage. Like I was taking care of C. I wasn't looking for anyone to step in to take care of C other than to love him, 
which is something that was super critical. And, you know, I made known, you know, that is something that's important. We are package deals. So there's no like, you can't love me without loving him, um, which is a lot still for someone to take yeah. on. <clears throat> it is. Um, and like I said, the, and the weird, not necessarily the weird thing, but the the reconnection in 2017 was uh, just a mimic of exactly the 2014. Are <laughs> you... You came back, but he still had a good time short, 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 within a short amount of time, but getting ready to take another assignment overseas again. But Deja this, vu. But this time it was, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you went into it probably feeling um, feeling like deja vu, like potentially the same thing would happen again. But um, I was a lot more assertive this time around that I knew, I think, from the very beginning uh, of reconnecting that, uh, especially after the first date, where it was like, oh my gosh, the vibes are so really good. This seems like we, you know, pick up where we left off, that I think I was very clear that like, yo, if you're not in it to try to make this work, then yeah, you don't should've. bother. As you should have been. I mean, I'm sure you didn't want to set yourself up for any failure or set yourself up for that same type of um, heartbreak. heartbreak that happened. <laughs> that same type of heartbreak that happened earlier, so. I mean, yeah, that's, no. That's understandable. Wasn't interested in that. I was not interested in traveling back down that road, even though you can't control that. But I would say that was absolutely probably a low point for me. Um, and I think that's probably my one regret is that, like, I didn't shield C uh, away from that heartbreak. So I can remember, like, you trying to FaceTime C and, you know, you would pick up and talk to him and see being so young at that age would be, be excited to just be like, Umi, you know, it's Mr. J. And I'm just like, I don't want to talk to him. You talk to him. Like, and then in my mind, I'm like, yo, why are you even reaching out? Like, you don't want to be together. But I think it was one of those things for me. We're both the type of people where like, yo, you end a relationship. That's it. So there's no reason to continue to communicate. So I was oftentimes really kind of caught off guard by the emails or the same um the facetimes uh out to see during those times um but nonetheless we reconnected but you know the, i think the distance was much further this time you getting ready yeah. to go to east africa um so what do you think the upsides and the downsides of that were i know for me the the downside was you know getting that reconnection and all of a sudden having to yeah be, well, I was on. I was in the process of moving as well, so I was moving to a different time zone. You were going to a whole another different time zone for eight nine hours. So and embarking on the dramatic debt free journey. Yeah, that and, Jay introduced us <laughs> to. <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing. You should be very happy. I'm that, so know. thankful yeah, for that journey, you but you, I'm you laughing, laughing because it, it think was it, a you lot. Weren't that thankful. I mean, was, <laughs> I'm just saying it was really. It was a lot. It was like boom. We reconnected in January. You were like, yo, I'm going back active duty in like sometime in May. And then, oh, by the way, I got this debt-free journey. And as discussed in the second episode, it was the ultimatum of like get on the train or get off. Right. So like, Listen, you had you your, got you hit had your by expectations. A train. I had my I had mine, right? Oh, there is you that, go. Tip for tat. Here we go. Not tip for tat. You should come in with expectations. If the person can't meet them, then you know you got to say gotta make deuces. A decision. Not, no, not deuces. You don't necessarily have to say deuces. You have to make whatever decision is right for you. You don't have to say deuces. Most people would say deuces, or some people can say deuces. I would say deuces, but you know, not everybody is willing to say say deuces. So yes, for the distance, I think <laughs> honestly, um, the hardest part for me initially was there was definitely trust issues. 
um, because I had a fear that we were going to go down this debt-free journey and then Jay not only was was basically going to bail um, after making this sacrifice and trying to put this time and energy into rekindling this romance. Um, but for me at that point in time, I was just like, look, if at the worst of this is this doesn't work out for a second time, I will now be debt free and I can live my best life. And I can be thankful that like he brought to my attention that the burden of debt that I thought I would never get um, from underneath at a reasonable time, I could actually do it. So, you know, I was willing to take that risk. Um, but part of it that was a little nerve wracking was like, when I say Jay was really extreme with Dave Ramsey, that when you're trying to say, okay, we're going to be in a long distance romance for, you know, the foreseeable future. When are we going to see each other? Jay, I had to learn the hard way is not a planner at all. And so he'd be like, yo, we've seen each other whenever. And you're like, when is whenever? When I'm someone who likes to have something to look forward to and plan something and you know, I think at one time I was like, yo, we're going to go like six plus months without seeing each other. And Jay was completely fine with that. So I don't think that that didn't leave a good feeling that he was really taking the relationship as seriously as he decided to take this debt free journey. I mean, my, my thing is we we set up, we decided to go and go on Dave Ramsey plan and follow it. And if we were going to follow it, we were going to just follow it. There was no diverting away from it. Um, and you see that now. It's from the stuff that other stuff that we talk about. If we set a plan, let's just go <laughs> go with it and finish it and be done with it. Once it's done, then, then right. Then Except for next? the 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 aspect of paying off debt, like we're still not done with paying off debt. So if you take that kind of mentality towards it, then we would have never saw each other during the two years I was overseas. So like I think Dave Ramsey definitely you know, makes exceptions to prioritizing, you know, your family, your situation, your relationships. So, you know, I think the difference in opinion here is that for me, I would have taken a step to say, okay, fine. Yes, we're not going to put a flight on a credit card. We're going to save towards a flight because we want to see each other, you know, every 90, 120 days or whatever. Um, but we did end up with um, some really good moments um, as far as being able to see each other and spend time despite the distance. Um, some of our most memorable moments together. So a really great friends trip to Cape Town. Um, we made an exception for um, also saved. So that's something we'll talk about when we talk about travel hacks um, on that trip. So it was a really really good trip, really good time to reconnect, uh, spent some time in Dubai, and then really traveling back and forth to the Midwest. Yeah, that, that one of my most vivid memories and time that we spent in Chicago and hanging out there, staying up until what, 4 or 5 in the morning, just hanging out and talking. Um, and then that's just part of the, the, the reconnection, right? Just some of the times, some the good parts of, of the long-distance relationship, you really get time to really, really miss each other. Um, and you you kind of just stay away from the arguments or trying to nitpick at things because you know time is very limited so you don't want to waste it arguing or starting an argument or bringing something or bringing or even bringing something up that may cause an argument so um which can be 
can be bad because sometimes you can let things fester too by not bringing up things that really are bothering you. But for the most part, you realize that, you know, it's, it's I forgot the name of the rule. It was that rule where, you know, so I think it's 24 hour or 48 hour rule. If you're not thinking about it after 24 hours, then it probably wasn't that, that, serious. Wasn't that serious or that important. So um, with a limited time when you've seen each other for a week and a half and you haven't seen each other for three months, then, you know, you realize, all right, after a day of thinking about it or a couple of days of thinking about it, you realize uh, it may not even bring it up or it's not that serious. or And, and even through conversation, you realize that this person didn't mean it that way, what they said, or that that wasn't their intent. So, um, yeah. you know, it was, it was it was a learning curve, but, you know, there was some, some pluses to the whole long-distance relationship thing. Because I think the communication aspect of it and the distance and the time difference creates a natural pause um that you know it could it can kind of eat away at you if you have something that you want to talk about but hey for me it's you know early in the morning and for jay he's getting ready to crash so you know it's really not the time to have a serious discussion um plus with our jobs i mean it's not like we were just doing regular nine to five jobs yeah i know i was uh certain times i was running missions at night i was out slip sleeping in the woods and all this <laughs> other all this other crazy stuff especially when i was in um in louisiana Louisiana. so it's a yeah it was staying up three days straight and not yeah so you don't want to bring up like oh my gosh you know you really got on my nerves about x y and z and like he's just getting off of a mission and you know you start to prioritize what's really important to talk about um and so i think honestly for me i feel like that helped with our communication so even now when there's a moment of us not having, not seeing eye to eye or us having a disagreement, I think the difference now living together, you can see that the other person is uncomfortable or there's something wrong, even though I think for both of us, we prefer probably not to talk immediately because it's like you're still processing whatever it is. Um, and so I think that's one of the things that, um, came out as a benefit to having a long distance relationship is learning how to communicate better. So now now that we've learned that how to communicate through a long distance relationship, we have to reconfigure it and learn how to communicate (laughs) as we live live together for, it's been a short amount of time now, but yeah, it's um, real though. Cause it is different. It's definitely an adjustment. Everything is every aspect of it is an adjustment and the communication part is, is as well. So how are you adjusting? I mean, we're humans, right? We just need to, to figure it out. We got to figure it out sooner. We got to figure it out. I mean, initially it was, um, if I'm be transparent. Be transparent. That's the word. Um, it's frustrating. Yeah? Yeah, it's definitely frustrating. Um, uh, and parts of it is, is frustrating because, you know, you are used to the whole, I think the space factor is frustrating. Yeah, you're used um, to living by yourself for yeah, a really, 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 really long, long time. time. I've lived by myself since college. And Jay came home to not just, you know, your new wife, but your son. A dog. And your dog. Not Which even a dog. That? that is Jay's dog. Oh, my gosh. Okay. That dog <laughs> loves him. Jay loves that dog. So, you like, you came home to a whole situation of, like, it's not even the luxury of us being newlyweds without a kid. So you don't you don't even have the luxury of being like, oh, I mean, Jay came home to like 
being a professor because we're doing distance school, learning. Yeah. Um, so it, I mean, you and got then, no rest. And having to communicate through frustrations with that and still trying to enjoy being newlyweds and um, in the midst of other all the other things going on. I know, around us in the world. Real estate and around us in the world and having to have conversations with see about that and have our own conversations about that and how does it conversations with family and in covid you can't really see family it's it's frustrating extremely frustrating it could be it's a lot of stuff that 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 comes with that communication it's not just um communication between us but communication around everyone around with among everyone around us so um and like i said it's a it's a process right you just gotta figure it out so that's that's where I'm at with it. Are you happy, Jay? I am happy. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I mean, I, yeah, I am, I am extremely happy. I'm happy. I mean, I'm happy as I've ever been. But again, it's still. Yeah. It's still a lot. It so. is. Like, definitely. I mean, you guys are going to hear, you know, the frustration that Jay has had with, like, moving in and, you know, getting settled in at home to once you hear our podcast of us blending our finances and probably the frustrations, I don't know if he's had frustrations with it, but it's definitely a huge learning curve for me um, with blending our finances and how that's going. Um, So I think all of this is an adjustment, but I will say I can't imagine, you know, dealing with these type of issues with anyone else because there is grace and there seems to be, you know, some bit of a, pause for both of us to kind of you know jay at least i know he's if he's really upset he's super quiet but i know at this point you have to give him space and then he'll you know share whatever he feels like is really important to say at the time or he processes it and realize you know i was mad at what you know whatever it was but it, it wasn't that serious for me to bring it to your attention and i think we're learning that balance and that's part of the communication thing, right? Adjusting the communication. Even if you do get frustrated or there's an issue, even if whatever, however you deal with that issue, you still need to communicate why you dealt with that issue that way. Yeah. Because um, if that person doesn't understand that, it's just because those issues that are going to come up, they're not going to, you know, we're not immune to them. They, no, they're pop not up. at so, all. Um, yeah, being able to communicate why you dealt with it that way. Because... Number one, if, if it's one one thing where I don't want to blow up or if it's another thing where, you know, it just wasn't that serious, so I never brought it up. <laughs> I never brought it up again. I, you know, it happened. I didn't think twice about it. So, um, yeah, like I said, it's an adjustment period, but, you know, you, you deal with it, and we are dealing with it. So You keep it moving. So I would say, like, all in all, that's really kind of our love journey in a nutshell. As uh, it still continues. Yeah. Uh, meeting in 2014 on match and reconnecting after it didn't work out um, and being to where we're at today, adjustments and all. Um, would you do it again and say that? Would I do it again? I, you know what? I think there was points in time, especially with the debt-free journey, where I'm like, oh my gosh, why didn't we just stay together and we could have figured out this debt-free stuff? I like, definitely thought about that. <laughs> way earlier, we would be ahead of the curve by a few years. But looking back at it with all honesty, I needed that time to myself. Like, as much as I will joke and, you know, with the heartbreak 
And I mean, Jay knows this now that he's kind of, he's here with us. Um, is that like for that heartbreak, I mean, that's a vivid memory, even for C's memory of, oh, there was a time in Saudi, you were really sad. I think he talked about it in the car and he was mm-hmm. like, I can't, he, he was asking, what were you so upset about? He thinks it's about work or something. I won't talk to him about it, what it was. Um, but to know that he has that imprint on his mind about, you know, oh my gosh, there was a time where my mom was super, super sad. Um, and I think for me, I needed to go through that. A, to also realize like I could live without Jay. And I think that's the thing that I feel like is really important sometimes in love is that you realize that, you know, yeah, you love someone and you're building a life with them, but look, you know, even now, you know, I we don't believe in divorce. I mean, that's one thing that we both are really firm on. But in the sense of even if God forbid something happened to Jay, I know I could survive that and I could be okay. And it's it's not gonna be the end of the world. Um Damn, why you say it like that? No, but just understanding that, like, yo, I'm strong enough to, you know, and I think sometimes you can forget that when you come together with the person you love. You don't, you don't see your life without them. But Jay is definitely someone who makes me realize that, like, I can understand why some women never get remarried. Like, run I mean, that game. Girl. It's run definitely that, not run any game. game. Like, yo, I mean, even when. I attempted to date when I was overseas. I would compare everyone to Jay is as you should. He's, (laughs) I mean, he's a good dude. So like, I mean, I don't know about that. You don't, you don't know about what I'm saying. (laughs) I don't know. Like, I don't think I'm not convinced that anyone can step up and be my best friend the way you've been my best friend and are my best friends. I mean, definitely would be different. Like I said. Until, Jay would be open to replacing me any day. Y'all hear wow. that? Wow. Anyway, you hear that? You know that's not. <laughs> you, know, you know that. You know that's not true. You know that's not true. <laughs> no, I mean like it would definitely. It there would no. There would nothing that would compare to it. I would say that, that there would be nothing that compared to it. But I, I like I. I know I joke about it all the time, but I tell you all the time, like yo, I can. Something could happen tomorrow. I'm not gonna say that, but yeah, and it's and it's true and. um I get annoyed when he talks about it. And but it, it, that those, especially with the line of work that we, it's, this is true. It's just one of those things that, um, you know, you you just gotta come to. I guess I'm a realist when it comes to that type of stuff. Yeah, they will. I, we know it won't be the same, but like, like you said, you life will go on. Unfortunately, life will go on. Um, but like, it won't be. It definitely won't be the same at all. And no. Don't they, please don't think it'll be the same for me either. <laughs> not, you know, not in these streets, girl. Nothing not in these streets. Uh, so you say. <laughs> yeah, anyway, so you say. <laughs> but yeah, so I would say definitely thank you for tuning in for this week's episode. This of, one was fun. <laughs> of the Blended Creole podcast. Again, I'm Liz. I'm Jay. Thank you guys for listening. And we hope you subscribe. And tune in next week to hear about where we're at on our debt-free journey. Thank you for tuning in to the Blended Creole Podcast. Always remember to stay firmly rooted in faith and dream as if you will live forever and live as if you will die tomorrow. Thank you for listening and don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere else you enjoy listening to podcasts. Tune in next week to hear more.